Section 48 of United States Senate Election Expulsion and Censure Cases, 1793-1990, by Anne M. Butler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Joanne Turner. Case 46, Joseph E. Seeger, 1804-1880, and John C. Underwood, dates unknown. Virginia. Election case, February 17, 1865, to March 9, 1865. Issues. Reconstruction. Challenge to legislature's authority to elect. Chronology. Credentials presented February 17th and March 9th, 1865. Senate action postponed March 9th, 1865. Result, not seated. Background. In contrast to the situation with the other seceding states, which remained unrepresented in Congress, Virginia had enough loyal citizens to form a government in exile, led by Governor Francis H. Pierpont and recognized by the Union. Originally situated in Wheeling, the government included most of the northwestern counties, which in 1863 formed the new state of West Virginia. The loyal Virginia legislature was crucial in the creation of the new state, since according to the U.S. Constitution, no new state can be formed from the territory of an existing state without the permission of that state's legislature. Once the legislature gave its approval to the formation of West Virginia, the new state's legislature elected two U.S. senators. Meanwhile, the Unionist Virginia legislature, which had moved to Alexandria, also continued to be represented in the Senate by John S. Carlyle and Lemuel J. Bowden. Bowden died on January 2, 1864, and Carlyle's term expired on March 3, 1865, setting the stage for a battle over the seating of their successors. In the 37th Congress, 1861-1863, the House of Representatives had seated some Virginia representatives while refusing to seat others because they had been elected by only a small number of voters, and their districts were often still under rebel control. In the 38th Congress, 1863 to 1865, Virginia had no representatives in the House. Statement of the Case The presentation of credentials on February 17, 1865, for Joseph Seeger, elected to replace Bowdoin, brought objections from Senate Republicans who challenged the legitimacy of the Virginia state legislature. Jacob Howard, Republican of Michigan, told his colleagues the Senate should make a full inquiry into the status of Virginia. Howard wanted the credentials to go to the Judiciary Committee because, he said, quote, if I understand it rightly, the constituency is now in a state of insurrection and rebellion against the United States. I am very much inclined to deny the right of that community to any representation upon this floor, unquote. Response of the Senate 
Charles Sumner, Republican of Massachusetts, supported the challenge to the credentials and spoke passionately about the importance of knowing for certain that Seeger had been elected by a legitimate state legislature. Democrat Willard Salisbury, Delaware, pounced on Sumner for political inconsistency, recommending that Seeger's credentials be referred to the Judiciary Committee. He reminded the Senate that in 1861, when Virginia Senators Waitman T. Willie, unconditional unionist, and John T. Carlisle, unionist, claimed the seats of the two expelled Virginians, see Case 37, some questioned the validity of their election. He noted, quote, a small corporal's guard objected, not on account of any personal dislike to those honorable members, to their being admitted, because we contended then the legislature of Virginia had not sent those men here, unquote. During that episode, Sumner had supported those who argued that, given the stress of war, the Unionist loyalty of Willie Carlisle and the legislature that elected them superseded other procedural concerns. Yet in this case, he was raising a challenge to a Virginia senator. Waitman Willie, now a Republican senator from West Virginia, supported seating Seeger observing that it was inconsistent to object to admitting him when the state was already represented by Carlisle, and Seeger was simply replacing Bowdoin. In his view, it was a little late for the Senate to start objecting that the Virginia legislature was not legitimate. The matter was postponed for several weeks until March 9, 1865, during a special session of the Senate when credentials for Seeger and John C. Underwood, who had been elected to replace Carlisle, were again considered. As long as Virginia had been the only Southern state seeking representation, the Senate had been glad to encourage the Unionist legislature. Now that other seceding states were beginning to apply for representation, the Senate began to rethink the principles at stake particularly because President Abraham Lincoln had just vetoed the Wade Davis bill that set forth the Congressional Plan for Reconstruction. That same day, the Senate had postponed considering the credentials of the two senators-elect from Arkansas, see Case 44. Apparently, in the interests of consistency, it tabled the Virginia credentials as well, until the next session of Congress in December 1865. At that time, Congress created the Joint Committee of 15 on Reconstruction to review the situation of all the former Confederate states, and no further action was taken on the credentials of Seeger and Underwood. Conclusion Virginia remained unrepresented in the House and Senate until 1870, after the state's formal readmission to the Union. Joseph Seeger was no stranger to credential problems. Three times, in 1862, 1864, and 1869, his credentials for the House of Representatives were denied. 
1877, he became a member of the Spanish Claims Commission. In 1879, the Senate supported Seeger's claim for expenses related to his 1865 case and paid him $5,000. Joseph Seeger died in 1880. In 1886, the heirs of John Underwood, who had died years earlier, received the same amount. End of case 46 and of section 48.